You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another amazing show with another, your boys, another. the Outspoken Boys. Yes. Live on the air. Uh huh. It's awesome. Um, and I'm already exhausted. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you and I We've got here. here real early. Yeah, we did. We took a lot of coffee, and now yes. we are coming down from our coffee uh, rush, buzz, so high, whatever you want. We're going to take it. a nap. The rest of you just yeah. enjoy. No, it's going to be a great show. Last week, so much fun. Mm-hmm. That was a packed show. We, of course, had on uh, Damon L. Jacobs and. And we, we love, love the man. We love it when he comes on and yes. answers all the listener questions, free mm-hmm. therapy for, uh, you know, 40 minutes. Yes, it is. First, first Sunday of every month. So, I don't know. It was a lot of fun last week, and now we're back with another fun-filled show because this is our favorite show during a quarter. We do one a quarter, which is Political Party. Party. I just tried to sing it. We don't have a theme song yet. No. So, right now you have me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Which is, you know, you know, amazing. You know, you kind of deal with what, it, <laughs> and it's there. So you kind of just say, "Okay, you fine." Know, you're like, "I can't get to the doctor this week for yeah. it, but I'll get there." Yeah, so. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. no, In the second hour, we're going to have the political party, which we welcome um, representative from the third district of Spokane, Marcus Riccelli. He was mm-hmm. on our very first political party with Brady Walkinshaw out of he Seattle, was, yeah. who is now running for Congress. Um, so, you know, here we are. We're going to bring. Marcus Riccelli back into the studio, talk a little politics, talk about his campaign to get yep. reelected. Yep. Um, and I always look forward to these. So Oh, I know. And we are political nerds, and we love yeah, we when are. we get uh, opportunity to talk with a real-life politician. I know. And they come in every once in a while, yep. and then they're like, oh, those boys are crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of them are afraid. Some of them are I know. Enthralled. Some of them should be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, saying. Well, <laughs> with our opinions, And yes. some of them are <laughs> too crazy to even understand, yeah. you know, that they should be afraid. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about any city council members or anything. That's okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but you may be one of them. But Maybe. anyways, it's going to be fun. Um, something else that's fun that's coming up is yes. um, oh, the 19th. It, it starts, I think, the 19th and <laughs> goes for a week, um, is the is the fun drive here yes. at Outspoken. KYRS. It's what allows us to keep coming into your living rooms, your car, or wherever you listen to mm-hmm. us, your podcasts. Um, we have to, twice a year, say, you know, let's celebrate what we do at KYRS. Yeah. So we're going to do the fun drive show. It is, uh, I believe it runs from the 19th through the 26th. Um, so it's going to be a good show. Yeah, so. it will be. And there's yeah, there's lots coming. Um, tune in. Not only to Outspoken that week, tune in to all of the shows and see what kind of variety they have. Right. Uh, that's a great opportunity to explore KYRS. And to support. And to support. Uh, exactly. Great community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> great community I, tool. I just the, stopped talking. The, the, <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> where the coffee is right now. Like in the middle of sentences, it I just, just drops. Stop. It just drops. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Take a nap. Wake up. Here we go. Um, you and I also did something uh, uh, just just a bit earlier. We uh, talked and recorded with Rick Clements on his podcast. Uh, the coming out lounge, so yes. that's going to be released um, here in the next few weeks or months, um, depending yeah. on his schedule. Yeah, so he was on our show um, probably about six months back. We yes, were talking he was. about his yeah. podcast and his book at that time, and mm. he helps people. He's a life coach, and he helps people through. And he's amazing. The coming out process, yeah, through you know those tend to be difficult times. Right. And what was nice is we're not typically we don't do a lot of guesting on other shows. 
because we're always the ones that you know have people on our show. So it was kind of a different feel mm-hmm. to be in the chair and and to go in. I remember asking Kurt, "Okay, so what do we need to prepare for? What's the the subject matter? I don't know. You guys are the guests. Just answer questions." And like oh, that yeah. feels that's, that's scary weird. <laughs> to me. Yeah. So we, we did. Prepare, we showed or? up, and you know what's fun about that program, Sergey? Oh, I know. That I it's know. not. It's a podcast. It it's is not FCC regulated. Yes, and we got to say all the things we can't say, <laughs> and we did, and, <laughs> and we, we got did. too excited about it. We, it was had too to rein exciting. it in. Yeah, <laughs> I think every other word was a cuss word. No, just it kidding. Was, it was very inspiring. It wasn't that bad, no, but it um, it's a great show. I'm excited to hear uh, what the whole show comes out with. Uh, if you haven't heard uh, the Coming Out Lounge. Please go check it out. Uh, it is available on iTunes. Yeah, and, and we're uh, all Rick podcasts. Clements is amazing. Yeah, he is a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a blast with him. He is having a pool party right now, so we are going to work through our forgiveness. And exactly, Forgive guess where we're for, not at? Because he's in California, where oh. you know it's not colder yet. Yeah, it's it's still like eighty down there. I which know. Is crazy. I to actually me. don't mind our fall weather right now. Y- yeah, because yeah. it's not freezing by no. any means. But it's getting there. You definitely know it's not summer anymore. Yeah, I like fall. And we know I, this. I, I like love fall, fall as well. You love fall. Fall's I don't a great like season. winter. Yeah, we tend to disagree on that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you do things in the winter. I hibernate because I'm a bear. Right. So I don't. And so. I am a human. <laughs> I think I don't have a label. So I go snowboard. Well, I don't know. You were labeled on the skate, interview earlier today. You were the outlaw. the little hot Russian. <laughs> is what you okay. were. I'm a Russian. There you go. Yes. We do not hibernate in the winter. We thrive. No, that's because it's just winter. We come out. It is. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. I but we also have. The uh, Houston extraordinaire, our intern of the stars. Houston Hello. Tilly. Houston Tilly is on mic today as well. Hey, Houston, how's it going? It's going. What up, buddy? Going. How's yeah. life? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah? It's uh, this whole past week, I don't think I got any sleep at oh. all. Oh, Why to is be that? young again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was struggling, actually. Normally, I do okay if I don't. Yeah. If I only get a couple hours Yeah. this week. No, I not so much. I was falling hard and uh, crashing hard. I oh. guess you could Why say. Why were you not sleeping? Yeah, what the heck? Uh, because this yesterday, this past weekend, was the Manitou plant sale. Right. Oh, that's right. We didn't plug it as much as we normally do, but oh. it still did very, very well. Oh god. Um, and then right after the plant sale, I got to go to work. Oh, that's Yay. exciting. Uh, so and you have long hours there. I do. I'm officially uh closing and opening mm-hmm. the store. Oh, and so I'm. I'm and in it to win it. Still no black <laughs> shirt. We're still it. waiting for the black shirt. Yep. That's yep. how you know you've That's arrived. That's a fish. Yep. Exactly. So we're watching Houston waiting for the black yep. shirt yep. Yep. to happen. Okay. You also, lucky you, every week, and we don't have to talk about this a lot, but I do want to say, I was thinking about it earlier, we give you relationship advice even when you don't ask. <laughs> yes, and I do. just It's true. And yeah. we're judgy. <laughs> oh, we love it. <laughs> we're I, like, really? I might be too picky. <laughs> I Might think that's be? true. I think that's very true. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah. I'm amazed at the standards at which Houston you know, he, <laughs> operates yeah. his, Houston, if I could his looking you. for love. <laughs> if Please I could don't. slap some <laughs> sense into you, I would. We would. But I won't. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's your, you've been here over a year, so you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So I don't have pity for you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what wow. you're walking into. I, don't know. I just have complicated relationship Hey. Goals, I guess. That's okay. Sure. You do you, boo. You, you do, do you. you, boo. <laughs> yeah, you know I what agree. I did do this okay. weekend? Okay. I bought my first suit. Like, like what? Three piece suit and tie kind of thing. Like, uh, two piece. 
Oh, a t- oh. But you have the jacket, okay. you have the pants, you got a nice shirt. What mm-hmm. are you I doing? I got all fitted. What's yeah. happening? Where? I'm oh, going to be the best man oh, in, right. in Wait, the wedding. It's a two-piece at a wedding. There's no vest? I don't know. Okay, you yeah. need to know as the best I, man. I walked in there. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never gotten wasn't fitted even at for the anything. Right store. <laughs> I was at Men's Warehouse. I oh, was in the okay. correct store. Okay, that's where to go. That's where to go. I knew that. Grocery outlet. They can, <laughs> they can fit you for a lot of things, though. So you have no yeah. idea. He's like, okay. I didn't know this was a clown costume. Yeah. It's just so awkward because I walk in there and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I when think this is the you. registry number. Here oh, you funny. go. I, oh, yeah. I don't and know. if you've okay. never been fitted, and it depends on where you go, but if they're a proper tailor, they get way too close. They do, Well, they have to. And yeah. they go to places they, that, that are not always comfortable unless mm-hmm. I have had mm-hmm. dinner first and been wined and dined. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they have to. Let's get oh, the yeah. inseam. Let's talk inseam, inseam boys. Oh, yeah. It Waste. wasn't too, too handsy. Okay. Oh. Okay. You didn't go to a good one. Jonathan, do you want to... Do you want a little surprise with your with your tailor? Right. Okay. What do you mean I haven't been going to the same tailor every week for a year? Oh what? My God. That's a lot of tailor? That's yeah. really exciting. When's the That's wedding? Awesome. It is October 14th. Oh, oh it's wow. coming That's up. So That's your best friend getting married. Yeah. Um, and the dinner, uh, the, what is it? The dinner. Rehearsal dinner. Yes. Such That's the 13th at okay. Twigs. Not, I oh, like Twigs. That's awesome. I like, that is I like Twigs too. Rehearsal dinner. So it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Still awesome. planning the bachelor party. Don't okay. know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, you wow. got to pull that off. I know. Well, you got to. Yeah. yeah. Well, send... it's hard when all the people are, who are going work at the same exact place. Right? So what do you do? Get pizza at Domino's. Duh. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's do it. That's where the bachelor party is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> do it. In the back <laughs> room of Domino's. Close it down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you get do too it. hot, go in the cooler. <laughs> wow. I like it. Wow. Chills the alcohol. Okay. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before said, we get to the oh to the next one, let's jump down. We'll, we have this little agenda we read off of. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's jump down to uh, a fun thing that's going on we've mentioned that we're going to be involved in. Yeah, you and I um, kind of, you know, got reached out by, by the people who are um, doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Civic there you Theater. Go. Civic Our, Theater. Let's start yes. here. Civic Theater is doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. And the director um, is Lance Babbitt. Yeah, and we've worked with them uh, a few yeah. times before. Uh, yeah. Did a few interviews with uh, Sorted Lives and things like that. So they offered uh, a position you know, for us to help out and be narrators in the show. Yeah. If, if we, we wanted to. to. The, yeah. And we would do. Yes, we did. We did. So. Who doesn't want to be the narrator in Rocky Horror? Yeah, I'm just exactly. saying. So uh, there... I just want everybody to know that, first of all, you have to see all of Lance Babbitt's work. He's a great director. He's amazing. But especially you want to go to the night. We will announce the night when we know. They're having different mm-hmm. media people uh, do the narrator throughout the, the run of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we should find out when ours is in the next couple of weeks. But you know you're going to want to go buy tickets and go to that day and listen to the boys narrate yep. Rocky Horror because... <laughs> You know, it'll be crazy and fun, and hopefully it'll be on script. Lance, if you're listening, it will be on script, we promise. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, no, may I not be it. on right. script. Right. <laughs> Have you met the boys? I'm just yeah. saying. I've no, no. We'll been. do our best. Yeah. You've never been? What? I've never You've seen. You've never seen Rocky Horror? No. You understand that okay. as a part of the show, and That's now a that you've admitted that, yeah. that now is over. Yeah. You are I want to go see it. I oh, just good. never have. You're going to be there. So if we, you haven't seen it, it happens at the Garland here, or right. it happens or at everywhere a number of theaters. Yeah. yeah, lots, lots of places. I'd go to the Garland one. I like the Garland. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dress you up. absolutely should mm-hmm. go. Yeah, but please come see us here. Oh too, yeah, because but do this, ours as well. this is going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't right? wait. I cannot wait. Well, 
So we're gonna we're gonna fix that. Yeah. And so, now that just makes me go, oh, we forgot an interview question yeah. with our new interns, which is, have you ever seen Rocky, Rocky Horror? Because yeah. if you <laughs> haven't, well, you know what? That's over this year. Here's what we'll Stuff. do: we'll find out when the next Rocky Horror at the Garland is, and then we'll tomorrow. do. I mean, it, <laughs> it does. Mm-hmm. We'll do the uh, performance with Civic, and then to celebrate, we'll go to the. Midnight premiere, the midnight showing right? of Rocky Horror at the Garden. So fun. There hey, we go. we're heading we're to that on. season. Look, we are celebrating at KYRS 13 years mm-hmm. of being on the air. Woo-hoo. And I love that the poster that's coming out to celebrate that is a haunted radio station. I love it. Haunted radio. Haunted radio. Outspoken. <laughs> so just keep yeah, hey, Lots of cool hauntings coming. We're heading into mm-hmm. that season. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, we're very in. Oh, yeah. We're very in. So in. Uh, a very important thing that. I don't think there's one American, there's probably not one person in the world who isn't aware of what this day is. Yes. Um, This is 15 years Mm -hmm. uh, after the attacks on America during 9-11. Yep. So, uh, obviously, we respect that and we want to, we're going to be talking about that and talking about things like what's going on with the Seahawks as they choose to Mm -hmm. decide as a team whether Mm -hmm. they're going to kneel or sit down on the bench during the... uh, during the national anthem or because they want to as a team support what's going on that Kaepernick brought into the conversation from the 49ers um and how are they going to address it because it is a big day that I have a lot of respect for our first responders who a lot of them are still suffering from effects of being at ground zero and helping to rescue people Mm -hmm. and find people who who did not survive that that horrible day um, so a lot of respect to the people involved. And at the same time, you know, we're looking at what do we do 15 years later when there are still questions in mm-hmm. our country mm-hmm. um, and that certain people are choosing to maybe make a stand. Right. Uh, this is a hard day to make those stands. It is. Um, it is. But anyway, an important day. If you see a first responder out there, you see mm-hmm. one of the, the people that protect us. It's a good day to just let them know that. Uh, yeah. You know, thank you them thank for, them for what they're doing. Exactly. What Absolutely. they're doing for Absolutely. us and putting their lives on the line. Every day. Yeah. We're in a troublesome time in Spokane history right now um, with our police department. It doesn't mean you can't respect the people that are there to sub- to keep you safe. Exactly. Including uh, the firefighters yeah. and the and at the end of the day, everything. they're doing a job. That's their job. Yeah. That's what they're doing. So, so. yeah, it's a, it is a it is a hard time to remember and look back on. But mm. it is something that um, every year comes around. And, and, yeah. And that's it's hard to believe yeah. it's 15 years. 15 years. Now. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to me. You know, that's it's such a... Uh, tragically memorable day um Mm -hmm. and everybody knows exactly you know when where they were what they were doing when they heard the news you know saw it on tv or um you know read it in the in the newspaper i don't think you'll talk to a lot of people who were alive during the era when kennedy was assassinated and every single one of them can tell you exactly where they were when that happened right same thing here i remember i remember i was working at the very first gay coffee shop in the middle of wenatchee washington small Mm -hmm. town in the in central washington and i remember coming in not realizing i hadn't seen the news i opened shift and my boss had on all of our tvs what was going on i remember that moment of going not understanding because it was unbelievable it is well you know and so yeah i think everybody uh, who was alive yeah. then remembers exactly where they were. Exactly, right. Well, and you know, Cole and I were talking uh, last night about it. I'm kind of thinking, you know, oh, this is, you know, this is tomorrow. We have to, right. you know, wh- wh- how do, what do we think about it? And both of us were still so in shock that, you know, still. so many people died. And, you know, beyond that, the whole country was affected. It was just unbelievable. Right. And the I... attacked on our home soil yeah, was... Right. Ugh. And both Cole and I were in elementary school when that happened. I mean, yeah. it, 15 years ago, that's 
that we were young, very yeah. young. We were very little and not understanding what happened. And it's right. You, know, you grow with it every process. year. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it is it is a hard time. It was a hard time. It's a good time for us to come together and not divide. Yes. I just want to say that as we, we move forward to talk yeah. about politics and other things later in the second hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important time to celebrate our, our togetherness. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Houston. Let's take a song break. What are we listening to? Uh, We're going to listen to Who Can It Be Now by Men at Work. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. Now listen, we have a very fun special guest for you. From Broadway to theater to film, Rena Strober has been there. From Disney's Live and Maddie to Showtime's Shameless, she co-stars in the indie comedy musical romp Waiting in the Wings and the soon-to-be release sequel waiting in the wings still waiting we would like to welcome rena strober to the program rena are you there i am and i'm so excited to be here hey okay so how annoying is it so we've uh, obviously seen the original film but we haven't seen the sequel yet Mm -hmm. so we're dying but don't you love it when people feel like they know you even though i we've seen you in you know just things on tv (laughs) i'm like oh i love you i love it because (laughs) i do the same thing with other people especially when you live in la and you see Uh celebrities you're like so we're buddies right right (laughs) (laughs) so we're best friends so coffee got it perfect well let's start up with let's go right into uh waiting in the wings let's go to the original and ask what brought you to this uh project originally Well, I just moved from New York, where I'm from, and I spent many years on Broadway and off-Broadway, and Mm. and I moved to L.A., and I hadn't really done a lot of film, and I see an audition notice for a film that was a musical that sounded like it would be a perfect sort of introduction for a theater girl going to L.A., And um, I submitted myself over and over again, and they didn't call me in for an audition, and I just kept submitting myself, because when I read the description of Rita, I was like, oh, that's me. That's, yeah. that's just me. And so um, so then finally, Jeffrey and the producers called me in to audition. And uh, yeah, it was all just kismet from there. That's Magic awesome. Happened. Rena, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, this project, the movie, and its sequel? Um, this film is so, it's so special and it's so unlike mm-hmm. any other film. Because I see a lot of film and I, you know, I'm a big fan of film. But uh, Jeffrey is just so great. He managed to write this film that takes musical theater and film drama and new music and puts it on the big screen. Um, and then, the, you know, the original one was about all these struggling artists and, and they're trying to, to make it and then they finally make it. And then, um, you know, there's the whole confusion with the stripper who gets right, put in the show right, yeah. and, the, and the actor gets put in the strip club. And so there's all these gorgeous men in the movie. Yes, um, yes. And then the sequel, I mean, I don't know how much you guys know. It's a lot of the same characters, but they've all sort of gotten out of work. Like the mm-hmm. show closed, and now they're all waiting tables. Yeah. Oh. Which is like the story of, of you yeah, know, being in reality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. It's so. I mean, when I graduated college, I was so lucky. I almost went directly into the Broadway uh, tour of Les Miserables. Uh, yes. And then I moved to New York with the Broadway company. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. I, I've made it. It's all going right, to be so right. easy. And then within two years, I was waiting tables, you know? Right, so right. it's it's how it, it's how it works. 
Exactly. Right, it's the game you play. That's, yeah, that's and you acting. mentioned, our, our listeners will remember that we had creator, creator, director, and star Jeffrey A. Johns on the program uh, just yeah. a few months ago, and y- you just mentioned him. One of the things that he was able to do, which not only seamlessly bring the world of theater and film together, but he was able to bring some pretty big screen legends to both movies. Uh, how was that experience being on the set with... These people who have been, you know, did some amazing work and have been around for a little while. It was so neat. I've always been a fan of old people. I just, I just love old people. Yeah. <laughs> and right. um, Jeffrey managed to bring all uh-huh. the oldest, most, um, in, just the most incredible people who you don't yeah, get right. to see much right. anymore. Right. Um, we had, you know... <laughs> Lee Merriweather, who's just a dream yes. to work mm-hmm. with. Sure. Sally's brothers. And then in the I'm new dying. one, you've got Bruce Valange, Ed Asner. Cindy um, Williams? What? Oh, my God. Cindy Williams oh my is so God. funny. Shirley, so where funny. are you? That's just amazing. Well, and, great. And what, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, what's amazing is a lot of these people who people know, like Cindy uh-huh. Williams, people know her from TV, but she's been doing theater for yes. 40 years. Yes. Right, yeah. And, and we forget don't know when they yeah. don't beam into our living rooms that they're still working, still they holding their craft, exactly. still doing amazing things out right. there. But oh, not yeah. all Sally of us can Struthers live in just did New York. Like best little, didn't Sally Struthers tour with either like Best Little Whorehouse or, or yes. some musical? She's right. been doing tons of theater. Oh, oh my And gosh. she's just gotten funnier and funnier. Yeah. She's hysterical. Working, working with all these different people, and some of them, you know, are, are these legends, and some of them, you know, aren't as well known. Who surprised you the most in this project? Oh, my God. There was this woman. I, oh, she's redhead, and she was like 90-something. Uh-huh. I think her name was Carol Cook. Um, was that her name? Oh, I should have asked Jeffrey. Yeah. She came to set. She is this old, like, 1940s Spitfire film actress. I love it. And she had the mouth of a sailor, and <laughs> she walked into the dressing room and was, uh, I forget what she said. She said something like, you know, my name is so-and-so, and I'm here, and you've probably never heard of me. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. And then she was just saying, like, if yeah. you don't have character, you just accessorize. Right. Oh, <laughs> my God, that's the best, the best quote she ever. Was, Oh, yeah. Her <laughs> husband, her little tiny old man husband was there with her, and he kept putting, like, big bedazzled necklaces on her. Oh, yeah. wow. And I was like, what is he doing? And then she looked at me, she goes, honey, if you don't have a character, just accessorize. <laughs> that is brilliant. And That's she's trained him well. Yeah, is what, obviously. Yeah. Is what she's done. Wait you see her in the show. Uh, what was her name? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna kill, Jeffrey's going to kill me for not knowing. Um, I think it was Cal. We'll oh, have I don't to, know. We'll I'll have find to out, and I'll, I'll email you guys. Yes, do. We'll <laughs> yes, send please. someone yeah. send someone to IMDb. <laughs> Maybe one of our interns can run that for us. Um, so which one did you get to work? Like, what was Sally Struthers like? Because I'm pretty much dying over that. She's so lovely. What's so amazing about Jeffrey, he's like a magician. He has these pe- people will read his script, and then they'll meet him. And you know he's like Peter Pan incarnate. Like, yes. he's just full of magic, mm-hmm. and he's always pot of and right, jumping right, up and down. Right. <laughs> and when people meet him, they they immediately are happy. You know, they're like, oh, I'm a kid again, you know? Yeah, right. And so people, when they come to set and are working for him for pennies, are just in such a good mood because they're around his energy and they're doing this wonderful film. So we got to see the best of people. And Sally's brothers. She was there the first day of both films because oh, I was nice. both I was shooting on the first day too, and Sally was right there. Um, she does a million takes, and you just right, hear her right. laughing, and then she hangs out and takes pictures, and it's just 
so gracious and so happy to be there. I think she actually wanted to be in the second one. Oh, that's um, awesome. She'd heard Jeffrey was writing. It was like, am I back? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's amazing. And you're so right. We had Jeffrey on and he, he is that, you know, bright beam and so much, yeah. you know, creativity and positivity. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love his energy. So you, you've done both stage and film. And they're mm-hmm. they're very different, obviously. Um, which do you enjoy more, or I guess more accurately, which aspects do you enjoy from each of those? Oh, they're so different. Mm. And after ten years of doing theater in New York, I just got burnt out. I was I was on tour. I was actually in Spokane at, at one point. Right. I was on tour with Fiddler with Topol, actually. Oh yeah. And um, theater is amazing, and it's magical, and every night is different, and the audience is always different. But when you're doing it eight times a week, right. there's no sure. chance you're not going to get exhausted by it and lose something. Right. You know, um, it just loses its spark after a while. So film, on the other hand, is the opposite, where you have three tries to do it, and then it's <laughs> over, and it's yeah. there forever, which scares the <laughs> crap out of me when it's like, oh, wait, can I go back and do it again? <laughs> right, Exactly. Well, and, you know, theater is so much like a tight wire, really, because mm-hmm. at least you get to tell the story of your character kind of in a continuum where, of uh, course, filming is way yeah. different. But it is out there. It's like, there you go. You don't have a net. You better you better right. figure it out. Right. But at least I keep thinking in film, at least I have three tries. Cause I, yes. I get a rehearse a lot in theater. But when you're out there, it's like, oh, well, yeah. And, and you have to trust I, everybody else. You do. You do. It's such yeah, a Yeah, that's exercise. a big part of it. I Maybe it's because I'm a, I'm a tough New York broad. But right? I love the risk we take as theater actors. Um, yes. I just did yeah. Chess last weekend, and um, I had nine days of rehearsal to do Florence in this big production of Chess. Oh. And I knew that I couldn't just stop in the middle going, wait, what am I saying? Wait, right. what's happening? Yeah. I knew that I had to get from A to B to C to, the, right. to nobody's side, to, you know, to all of these songs that people knew. And I loved that pressure because I felt like yeah. I worked really well under that pressure. Yeah, right. It forces um, you, yeah, to get there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, it is a journey, you know, you have, you are required really to have so much more control over your character on, you know, on stage because that's you, you're doing it. There's no one yeah. saying cut, 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 yep. that didn't work. Let's start what over. What was my motivation? Yeah. I totally lost Exactly. Yeah. 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 From start to end, you're there. That's you. Do it. I know. And with Waiting in the Wings, unfortunately, Jeffrey yeah. had to shoot it very out of order. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I remember yeah. the first. The first day of rehearsal, we or the first day of shooting, we were doing a scene that was sort of towards the end of the film, mm-hmm. and I was so busy at that time during those two months because I was shooting Live and Maddie that I had only read the script once. <laughs> I got oh. to set and I was like, "Wait, wait, what's happening?" Right. <laughs> and was like, "Rena, did you not read it?" And I was like, "Yeah, but can you just tell me what's happening?" Right. <laughs> Give me the Reader's Digest yeah. version. <laughs> Yeah, what am I saying and why? Well, so, so I'm really scared and excited yeah. to see the final cut to make sure that I, I told a consistent well, story. <laughs> you mentioned all of the hotties in the first oh. film. You ended up with one of those hotties. Talk about the you know the stripper you ended up with. Do you still get to be with the hotties in this one? Oh my god, they're even hottier because oh, wow. they're in like the the cr- cutest waiter outfit. Um, <laughs> although yeah. Adam Adam Haas, who I'm. So head over heels over. He's yeah. the kindest, most generous actor, both on camera and off camera. Um, he he returns as well. He's mm-hmm. not a waiter. I don't. Yeah, he's not a waiter in this film, but he's back, being amazing as always. And then there's some new guys, and then there's still this 
strip club, I think I wasn't in those scenes. Mm-hmm. So, but I know that a lot of those strippers are back for this because I know See. Harrison White is back as the Ooh. mama stripper. Um, yeah. I used to well, during the first one, I tried to crash those those shoot <laughs> days. <laughs> so I was like, right. "Does anyone need a lift? Like, yeah. hold something up." <laughs> That's awesome. You sound like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. We just hold that for you. Yeah. <laughs> You've done a lot of musical theater and, uh, of course, a lot of uh, singing. What kind of um, you know, vocal training do you have to do to upkeep that? You've d- I mean, you sing in, your, in this movie and, of course, in theater. What kind of training is required for that? Oh, it's a lot. I also mm-hmm. am a voice actor, so I'm doing a lot of um, animation yeah. and video games. So my voice is my work. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I teach voice as well, but I am always either taking lessons from a teacher. Every day I'm warming my voice up. There's different ways to warm it up and warm it down. And I, you have to take care of yourself in public. The mm-hmm. place, the way the singers hurt themselves isn't singing or doing shows. It's going oh. out to loud bars and talking. Right. Talking is the worst thing for singers. Um, so it's just a matter of being careful, you know. I'm sure when you know when you go to a loud bar and you don't realize yeah. you're yelling, oh yeah, and then the oh, next yeah. morning you're completely hoarse. Yeah, um, you just learn, you know, the things you can't do, you know. Mm-hmm. Or if I sing it, because I sing in a lot of amazing gay clubs in West Hollywood, nice. and unfortunately after I sing, I have to leave because they're so loud. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just have to take care of yourself. You drink a lot of water and some whiskey on the side. Right. <laughs> It's very yeah. important. I just choose to just sing everything in those clubs. So then, you know, it's just, <gasps> yes. just sing the whole time. I yeah. sing my conversations. Mm-hmm. People think I'm odd, but it works. It works well. No, it's, it's much healthier. It's right? much, much healthier. Exactly. So where can people go, first of all, uh, to see the first movie? And I know, do we know yet when the release of the sequel is? I don't know the release because I know that it's going to hit the festival circuit yes. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I think Jeffrey said January should be when it's when it's going to hit all the festivals. But it'll Perfect. be big because the guest stars are so incredible um, that it, it's going to be everywhere. To see the first film, I'm pretty sure it's on the website Waiting in the Wings. Yeah, and then it's on Amazon, I think, and iTunes mm-hmm. and. Vimeo, like, all of those places. See, exactly. So all of our listeners honestly should rush out and watch it because Siri and I had a blast oh, watching the it. first one. We loved it. And you're right, sexy, <laughs> yummy men. What, and sexy, what's yummy not to men, love? Music. Music. I mean, sassy yeah. women. So we're, it you got it. You you're got good. it all. And all of the people we loved really? watching growing up. So yeah, you have exactly. uh, <laughs> Rena Strober, thank you so much for spending time thank you guys. with the boys. We're going to give our listeners a little treat, actually, from the original movie. And we're going to have them all listen to The World Needs Music. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And that was your literal musical guest. I mean, break. Break, yeah. Well, and guess. <laughs> All in one. Outspoken received support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken received support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383.
Outspoken receives support from Instant Sign Factory, celebrating 25 years serving the Inland Northwest's indoor and outdoor sign needs. More information at 1-877-778-7446 and online at instantsignfactory.com. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Thanks to all of our amazing, amazing underwriters. That's our cheerleading section, I think. Yeah, yeah. I love we love it. it. Support. It's important. It's fun when we find a new one in our in our basket and we don't know about it. We know. we know about some of them, but sometimes they just appear. We oh, get surprised. Nice. We it's do. Like, hey, so yeah. you know. It's, it's nice. Anyways, we did listen in the first hour. That was uh Rena Strober, who is co star of the movie Waiting in the Wings and the soon to be released sequel that's gonna mm-hmm. hit the indie film circuit, Waiting in the Wings. Still waiting. If you have not seen the first one, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of campy fun. That's what I call it. It's yes. musical, theater, movie, hilarious. Mm-hmm. We had Jeffrey A. Johns, who is the director, star, and creator of that movie and writer of that movie, um, on about six months ago. We did. Definitely go watch that film. Mm-hmm. And then in January, when we get back into the indie film world, it's going to hit that circuit. And so you'll be caught up if you go watch that movie now. Exactly. And, and like we said, hilarious, uh, sex- sexy man, and musical. It's like love little, that everything that our little gay hearts want. <laughs> yes, yes, everything, everything, almost. So <laughs> right. there you go. Well, you know we're we're gearing up. It is that time of year that that season, mm-hmm. election, election season. season. Yeah. Um, of course, we've been talking a lot about the national stage, um, which just every day it's a it's show. Something really, it's a show. It's, I mean. It, I don't day. want it to be, but it is. It's well, kind of a... And let's be honest. Every day it's a show on a national stage. Yeah. And lately, in our little neck of the woods in Spokane, it's a show here as yeah, well. Right. There's lots going on. There's uh, We talked uh, uh, last week about recall for the mayor. and Yeah, and how that's... Um, that's happening. So Moving to the next step, at least. Yeah. Um, before that comes forward, we always have the controversy going on at our police department. Yes. So it just seems yeah. like, you know, you can't kick a rock. No. Without getting involved in this year's political season. Right. And, and of course, in, uh, in about 20, 20 minutes here, we'll be talking to Marcus uh, Riccelli, who is a legislator uh, of Washington State 3rd uh, District, which is predominantly Spokane. Spokane. Right downtown. Yeah. So we'll have a lot of angles for you today, but um, lots to talk about. It's a really big election year. I mean, lots happening on national and local levels. And there's a lot of initiatives going on, too, that are That are we want to talk about and things that, that are going to be on the ballot that uh, are important to yeah. uh, Marcus, who's going to be in studio and important uh, to the boys. And, you know, decide what are what is important to you. Um, one of the things we're going to be talking about is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has been um, going around touring because he has a new book right. coming out, right. Writings on the Wall. And he said something recently that is an interesting... So here we are very pro-vote. We go we out are. there and vote. Do you pro-educated duty, vote? Pro-educated vote. There you One go. One of the controversial statements that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has said um, in in a number of interviews is he doesn't believe in encouraging people to vote if they are uneducated voters. Right. And I, we're not talking about your education level. We're talking about how much have you looked into the issues, decided what's important to you, and done your research. This right. has been very controversial right now exactly well i mean what what his stance is if you're an uneducated vote basically he's saying is that you are just um 
a number, basically. Mm-hmm. You're taking all these ads, you're taking these sound bites, and you're voting based on them. So you're letting them do your and he do feels their like job. It's, it's damaging. Right. You're doing uh, more, more of a damage. hindrance to mm-hmm. the system than you are. But I'm going to say something that's not very positive. Uh, and I just want to say, if we were to have everybody who doesn't necess- who only votes on sound bites and rec- name recognition, not to vote, the twelve people that would vote would decide everything. Right. Because right. let's face it, we're not good. <laughs> At a not lot of us all aren't. of us. Yeah. And um, and it's easy not to overgeneralize right. Hillary. Uh, <laughs> you know, not it's to make easy, those statements. It's easy to just vote on sound bites. You don't have to do research mm-hmm. then. You don't have to you know, the only other look thing at I would what, say what they stand Kurt, on. Uh, is Kurt you have to come be a producer on our show and we'll just tell you how to vote why I feel better. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but you know, we talk about it on our show because in our mm-hmm. ranks we have interns that come that cycle through and right. we have right. you know, Kurt and we have these discussions really on a weekly basis mm-hmm. on because you and I like voting and we like to be in politics and I'm the first to tell you there are 8,000 things to know and you're not going to know them all. Right. So decide yeah. what you yeah, need there's to all do these your angles. research on. But we talk about this all the time because it's important to us. But I do think we need, you mentioned something, mm-hmm. instead of saying don't go to the polls, don't well, go vote. Right. I think we, we do have a problem here where a lot of people aren't educated in their voting. Uh, but what he's saying is those who aren't educated don't vote. But I think a better solution or a better angle to approach it at is why don't we empower these people to get educated then? Mm-hmm. Instead of throwing Maybe away all these votes. That right. Exactly. Instead of throwing promote. away all these votes um, that could be used and are people's rights. I mean, we should be encouraging them to ro- vote the right way and mm-hmm. get educated. I mean, it's it's not as hard as people seem to think it is. No. Well, I think we get overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, because there seems to be so many issues and the media makes it look like well, it's yeah. crazy. But let's say, let's be honest, in my opinion, I'll, okay. s- I'll preface <laughs> with that, that there's a reason Trump has been able to get where yes. he's gotten. Yeah, right. And it's because he has relied a lot on uh, work in the media mm-hmm. and a lot on mm-hmm. people who only vote off of sound bites because that's how he has made his career. And those are the people who are like, oh, he's got some good ideas. I heard the half a sentence that he said and I was on board because it's easier. Right. right. We all have a million things to do in life and it's easier to go on sound bites. But just because it's easy doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. This exactly. is important. Politics well, affects your life directly every day. Every so day. I would rather be, you know, involved in that system than, you know, than, you then know, just only going in off. halfway. Exactly. Well, yeah. and it's the people who don't, you know, get engaged that then complain about it later and then don't engage because they don't, you know, like what's going on. It's right. a cycle that keeps on going. There's a lot of people who uh, I know, you know, don't like talking about politics. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'll bring it up or it's anytime not someone else bring it up. to my right. Right. No, all, no, it's so. not. No, not not Marcus. Not today. Marcus hates talking yeah. about politics. <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they hate dinner conversation with politics. They hate, you know, they'll say not at dinner table. And it's I, I was I feel like it stems a little bit from that. You know, we try to just push it aside. That's a nasty p- conversation. I think that we just gets framed politics wild. in a way that it's always going to be angry. It's always going to right. We had on uh, we had on a segment a few months ago with uh, one of my friends, mm-hmm. Jenny. We did. Who was on and her? She and I were talking the other day, and she goes, she, "We were talking with a mm-hmm. bunch of friends, and she said you called me out on that show. Yeah. You boys said to me." Oh, Jenny doesn't like talking about politics. Like she doesn't want to go there. But she had agreed to come on a statement, you know, come on a segment where the whole purpose was to get everyday people in Spokane, get their idea of what was important to them. And she goes, it was the scariest thing I'd ever done. I sort of kind of like that. 
because she she got engaged and she in what was going up, yeah. on. I right, think we right, get right. afraid, and so we shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't say, mm-hmm. listen, there, we know because we aren't afraid, which we should be. And a lot of you are not afraid to tell us what you think. And I want to, in this moment, take really quick and say, you're always welcome to tweet us. You're always welcome to go on Facebook and send a message. You're welcome to call. Kurt might let you through. I don't know. It's all up to him. But you're welcome to call 509-747-3807 and agree or disagree. That's the point. Yeah. Right. And that's how we move forward. It's that we're afraid of these conversations, right. which we're going to get into later. And you and I always talk about disagreeing and doing it the right way. We can, yeah. we, we should, we are allowed right. to, we need to disagree and share opinions. And we have, and have lost that. I really think. We have lost the art. Of yeah. It. The it's art of having or skill that or conversation. Or whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, less about party lines, more about yeah. how do we work together for an issue that needs to be fixed. Right, exactly. And debates have become, you know, more of a why am I right versus what ideas are out there, I feel like. And personally, I don't feel like we can keep Mm -hmm. Marcus Riccelli waiting much longer to start this political party. Because I'm like, we got stuff to say and things are happening. And what we'll do is do a brief intro, Sergey. Oh, yeah. Um, Kind of do a brief chit chat before we take a break and then get into the party itself mm-hmm. yeah so marcus Riccelli, uh he is the democratic washington state legislature uh represent representing the third district predominantly in spokane here uh he's running for re-election this year as the incumbent against randy mcglenn the second uh and he hopes to go into his fourth term in legislator uh legislature help us welcome Marcus Riccelli back to the studio for a second political party. I we feel like there back. needs to be confetti and yeah. applause <laughs> and like yeah, excited to be here for sure. <laughs> Woohoo! You were the very first one who ever yeah. came to our political party. That, you know, and uh, if I recall too, um, had my good friend Brady Walken. Yes, too, so. that's right. And that was fun. That was He's a in a big campaign right he now. He is in a heck of a campaign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, doing well though. He's doing well. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's it's tough over there. They have these issues where they have such, you know. So many Democrats that mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes two of them pop through, and um, but uh, I'm I'm fully supportive of Brady, um, right? And uh, you know he's running a great campaign. So. He is. Do you know what's fascinating to me before we get to Spokane about the Seattle area is although so many Democrats, it's considered the third most liberal city in the U.S. and yet very conservative there. Uh, we were looking at talk shows because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have more uh, conservative talk shows than they have liberal. And there was actually a, a story in the Seattle Times about the liberal the liberal talk shows dying because I think we got lazy. Let's be honest. <laughs> so it is an interesting thing. Lots of Democrats, lots of liberals, but it's there's such a strong conservative vibe that I don't think a lot of us realize. Not that conservative means bad, but that you know there's this we disregard in certain liberal cities, quote unquote. Yeah, and. Um I think one of the the hard things, especially just about talk radio, and I, and I listen to it, and sometimes predominantly just to listen to what a lot of folks on the other side and those callers are, are saying, because right. mm-hmm. I do want to engage in that discussion. Right. L- right. Let me go just really quickly and veer off and say, we absolutely need to bring politics back to our dinner tables. And right. look, I, I do like NFL football. And the day mm-hmm. that we're kicking off NFL football, I'll say this. We also like our team sports. And it's so much easier to just say I'm on red team or I'm on blue team. Mm-hmm. To be an educated voter takes time. And I don't judge folks because, you know, they're trying to put food on the table. They're trying to get their kids to school and doing right. all these things. But I will say now that we have a process here in Washington State where you get that ballot in front of you for 
you know, three weeks, yeah. Yeah. you can get on the web and do those types of things. Um, and, and, and the other thing, uh, just from your earlier segment, talking about people not engaging and not feeling informed, I'm going to say it right here. You do not, okay, you do not have to fill every bubble on that ballot. We have so many people that don't vote because they say, I don't know who's running for water commissioner, so right? I can't complete my ballot. Guess what? Vote for the things you know about, yeah. and it's okay to leave a bubble blank, but you're taking you're taking action in all those other races. So that's mm-hmm. one message that that I hope people will, yeah. will listen. Don't don't throw out your opportunity to engage right. in democracy mm-hmm. just because you don't know about one race. Right. right. And I think some people uh or either assume or are misinformed when they think, "Oh, well they're not going to even I have to fill every they feel like you have to have yes. every bubble." Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. No. You know, there's your permission. Go vote. Fill That's one why out. I always say You're good. Just fill one if you want one. Do right. It. If you know, right. I always yeah. say there's 8,000 issues out there. Oh, yeah. Who has time oh, yeah. for that? Oh, yeah. Look at your top issues. Right. Vote on those. Right. Yeah. And we could easily jump right into the presidential election oh, right now God. after that. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, I know there's some folks who are, are feeling like they, you know, a little disaffected right now. Um, I would certainly say there's too much at stake. Please vote in the presidential election. But right also take some of this action and activity to our state legislators our city yeah. councils our county commissions there's a yes, lot of stuff take going it on to your backyard yeah yep. for sure. Local. well before we even get <laughs> yeah, fired we, up already yeah right <laughs> i know we had to talk before the show and then we were crazy hopefully the talk wasn't keep down. marcus in the box right right do <laughs> it put him there no this is so uh we have to ask this question because apparently it's the new litmus test and i would be amiss if i didn't ask one word aleppo <laughs> you know, know that, that that's is. a place good um, so now you know, we can have politics yeah and and <laughs> that was on, a, on a very serious serious note um uh i think one of the reasons folks aren't participating you know if we have if if you know look at the voting numbers in israel mm-hmm. and look at the pamphlets there mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things our generation um has not seen is you know a draft and those types of things that have that really got voter participation up so any way that we can get people engaged but yeah you know if you're running for the highest office in our country you sure certainly yeah. need even if you're a libertarian and believe that you need to right? you know, keep, keep things it. keep it inside our own borders uh you probably should know yeah. what's going and on there there <laughs> yeah. was a part of me that it, did feel bad for the poor guy because boy he took a lashing mm-hmm. but at the same time you're right you're what well, that's what you're going for, for. Yeah. and so and media is going to tear you to shreds you know right. what i mean yeah, i sure. mean you better be informed yeah so right. anyways yeah. i had you know you had to do the litmus test yeah, to right. make sure even though you're here in our local government for sure <laughs> gotta make sure but let's start on having that conversation before we take a brief break about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's mm-hmm. statements uh, about voting about uh, voting in Washington and about what you think we can do Sergey was mentioning things that maybe our our approach needs to be different uh, in helping in regards people to uh, uh, voting or exactly. not voting and being educated voters and yeah. there are so many people that you know either don't for oh go or go to the polls not educated how can we address it in a different way for people to get people back to excited about our dinner table politics and those kinds of things we got we got to start by showing them how these decisions affect them affect their pocketbooks, affects the people that they care about, the people they love, affects themselves. It's so, um, there's some legislative things we can do, and I've been frustrated. They've been um, shot down. You know, we can do, when you want to register to vote, there's an opportunity at the DMV. So I believe 16 and 17-year-olds should be able to pre-register to vote. Right. Um, There's this push not to have more people in the process. And quite frankly, from my point of view, 
it's usually progressives and liberals who are trying to engage more folks, and we're being shot down, these policies that should be moving forward. Uh, so pre-registration of 16- to 17-year-olds, um, that's a way. I would take it back even further. We have lost citizenship in our schools. Um, I don't fault our school districts or teachers. We're saying you have to teach the test now, and your right. days are filled up with all these things. But we need to bring, you know, I would like to see us have mock elections um, mm-hmm. required, mm-hmm. those types of things, so it gets ingrained. It is harder now that we do vote by mail. Um, I think that type of stuff is easier when you have a polling location, mm-hmm. but I certainly wouldn't want to go back there. Um, we could actually um, not make people put stamps on, and just the state can, you know, it's a couple right. million dollar uh, tab. Right. But yeah, if we right. believe that that's kind of a poll tax, then we right. should take that out of the the equation. So there's a number of things, but what I want to say is, we have great folks, especially some of our younger generation that really get hit hard with saying you don't care about politics, but they do care. They're volunteering in record numbers. Yeah. We just got to show that it matters to engage. You can work for the nonprofit. You can volunteer in your time and do all these things, and you do believe the system's rigged. And you know what? It is rigged, but to really change it, um, a lot of times it's this incremental change, and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. depends on who we put in office. And, right. and that starts from yeah. the ground up. That's who totally. we put in office, city council, statewide, yeah. then nationwide. I mean, it's it starts here, I think. And that's a really important thing for especially younger people to understand is that you can make that change. And I know a lot of uh, my peers uh, feel that it's it's hopeless. You know, this is how it is. We can't change it. Let's give up because it's not coming. And so that change, while rough, needs to happen. I think. Yeah, nothing yeah. changes if yeah. nothing changes. Right. I mean, if you ignore that. a cancer, let's be extremist, uh, and you ignore it because there's nothing you can mm-hmm. do, well, then you never had a sh- chance to begin with. Right. Uh, so to ignore something and just think that's going to, you know, just yeah. to let go and that's going to fix a problem, well, that's ridiculous. And that's kind of on you, too. The responsibility mm-hmm. to change it could be on you, and you not changing it, I mean, that's right. that's your own fault. I have to say, thing. you mentioned uh, schools and, and younger uh, kids. I remember my sisters went through civics class, mm-hmm. and I we lived in Colorado at that time, and I remember even being on the outside, seeing the cool stuff they got to do and what they were learning about the system, and they got to, you know, do mock elections and mock trials, and being so excited. It was that very next year that I should have been going into civics class that they took it out of the school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but those things are what, mm-hmm. first of all, made me understand the system, Yes. Second of yeah. all, made me excited to be a part of that system. You have to ignite that early before yeah. that skepticism. And, and what is our in. responsibility to engage in the public square? Uh, you know, I think that um, part of it too is just how many folks know who their neighbors are. We have new communities, mm-hmm. they're digital communities, but um, the danger in that is you see a lot of folks going into echo chambers. I'm drawn to those folks who vehemently disagree with me that's why i really enjoy my time in the legislature because i can have that conversation um and i think two things happens when you have those conversations you either become more solid in your own positions or guess what you learn something and that's okay you're not a traitor to your party you're not (laughs) a traitor to your value system if you Mm -hmm. learn something and change that's something we all got to uh take on our shoulders is something that's very concerning that if you evolve your positions that you have somehow you can't evolve over 10 years or 20 years whether you're in elected office or not although i will say if my uncle who i highly doubt is listening my conservative republican (laughs) uncle um i will still be a democrat and a progressive at 50 no matter how many taxes i pay (laughs) or 60 i've i've had that discussion before (laughs) all the time yeah 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 he is he is my litmus test because um uh, i i would say that 
if he's voting for somebody that I'm supporting, that person has has won. So I know that that message is <laughs> right. gotten You're across. You're like, oh, yeah. someone's doing a great yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Always. So maybe look at well, that campaign. Yeah. Well, well I think huh? part of our we've gotten stuck. There have been a lot of talk. We were talking with the uh, Philip Tyler, who is the president mm-hmm. of NAACP, yeah. and he recently he's doing a did. fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Yes, he great is. guy. Yeah. Been on. We have a good time with him. And I yep. ran into him in a coffee shop, and we were talking about like he did in his press conference, the power of words. And we talked about how we're getting stuck a lot. And I think the party thing happens a lot. I think we've gotten to this point where can we just agree that something needs to be solved and talk to each other and figure it out together like we're supposed to do? I feel like we get really stuck in you're red, I'm blue, and I I just need to stand firm. And we forget to have the real conversation that this should be about because we want to get stuck here. Of course, he's talking about... uh, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, all of this stuff and how we're getting, we're not saying anything about those two things. What we're saying is the conversation needs to go to, oh, this issue is happening. I feel like that happens a lot on our, uh, you know, in the House and the Senate of, you know, any state at our country itself is that we get stuck there, but you're in it. Yeah. So So, uh, one thing that's important to remember that I think a lot of folks mm -hmm. – don't see because they don't read about in the press is that we do pass most policy bills out, you know, 90 to eight, you know, sometimes unanimously, there's a lot of work that gets done, but it is what, you know, is interesting to cover are these huge value debates. And those are very divisive. Mm -hmm. Um, We're at a time in our um, state house our state legislature where we are going longer because, you know, the Senate is controlled by one party. The house is controlled Mm -hmm. by another. And I think, we need to bring it back. Uh, we, I, uh, one of the things I think I mentioned last time I was on too. I, I formed an under forty bipartisan caucus, which right. I got yeah. a couple of years yeah. left, and then I'm done. <laughs> I guess I don't know if they're going to kick me out. But um, you know, we go on a hike with uh, former Republican Governor Den mm-hmm. Evans. We meet because it's hard to tweet out visceral things. We right. don't. Right. If you know about somebody, their interests, maybe their family, what they're doing. Um, we don't want our Washington to become the other Washington, and there's a lot of hope there, but. Yeah, I mean, these value debates are real, and they should be intense. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like you're talking about kind of the civics. I worked with, um, I co-advised the YMCA youth legislature team for a couple years, right? And to see these uh, young uh, people learn to disagree, but not do it in a way that is angry or disrespectful, right? That's really helpful. So that's I do want to bring civics back, but you know, we gotta we gotta work on all generations. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because uh, it's not just exactly right. well and we need to disagree not destructively but constructively. Constructively, exactly. Like the learning possibility with disagreement, like you mentioned before, that's so invaluable. I mean, we're such a di- diverse country and we have so many different ideas. I think it's so cool that we can come together and build something so great that an individual or one side cannot do by himself. Right. And so um, how do we how do we encourage those conversations, even you know at a local level and between? Yeah. You know, well, I think we have some peers. great some great examples. They're very yeah, um, kind of meat and potato stuff for our community. Right, but right. I'm very excited. I got to prime sponsor a, a bill to create a Washington State University mm-hmm. Medical School. Mm-hmm. That was a huge community effort, yeah. and that's because I went with somebody who I don't see eye to eye a lot, uh, Senator Michael Baumgartner. Yes, we worked <laughs> yes. together, and yeah. um, people were like, "Well, first of all, that." That partnership's not going to work, but we put our community first, and uh, we really, I mean, the votes that came through with that were amazing, very tipped, but the mm-hmm. process to get there was a true dance of legislation. Mm-hmm. It had, you know, I had uh, 
my own appropriations chair trying to sink the bill. I had uh, my Seattle colleagues trying to hang abortion wow. amendments yep. on yep. it. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, was right. it had all it was a good story. So that a transportation package for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna you know before for every dollar we put into um, gas around here we got eighty cents back out of that That's tax. That's amazing. And now we get a dollar thirty back. Um, so I think, you know, we can come together, but we also have to come together on these social issues and uh, figure right, out how to navigate right. them. Mm-hmm. So that's me, potato. that's ones. putting people to work. Those mm-hmm. are bread and butter issues that I'm really proud. And I would be really sad if we weren't as a community be able to work together. I think I'm in a unique position being one of three Democrats out east of Cascades thinking, right. Yeah, right. I want to have relationships with these folks because that's the only way we're going to exactly. get a community. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, we have to tackle these much more difficult issues and find ways to navigate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's tough work, yeah. but it's work that we need to do. Yeah, you have to get creative to bring the medical cre- school to Spokane. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. That so is that is to amazing. To goodness here. Now, for all of our listeners, just to remind you, we do have a representative from the 3rd District of Spokane, Marcus Riccelli, in studio for the political party. That's right. Right hey, now. Houston, but let's take another song break, and then <laughs> we'll come back with more conversation. We'll let you talk now. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a band, Young the Giant, with their song Silver Tongue. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken, and we are currently sitting here having a political party with Marcus Riccelli. And We're I got to be honest, so Sergey and I had this conversation going, oh, mm-hmm. wait, election year, mm-hmm. does that change? the way this conversation is going to go and it hasn't so so cause, yeah because you don't know if it's yeah, going to be I'll, that's beautiful i'll tell you this um being away from my family is part of this um the pay is you know it's a part-time salary mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. gets stretched out for the last couple right. years so if i can't just let it rip and do what i want <laughs> then what's the point and i've seen yeah, a, a yeah. politicians including some around here who have spent a career waiting to run for the next thing and and not being able to it's just to be real. This is this is it. I mean, this is what our legislature is supposed to be about. It's supposed mm. to be about folks who are um, just our neighbors, our yeah, friends, right. yeah. and run for office. And uh, I do have a good list of family members and friends. If I come back and I change in that way that I think you guys are touching on, then yeah. they'll, they'll punch me in the face. Which I expect. Yeah. We, we all <laughs> need those. You guys can <laughs> join the list if you want. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, you know, part of the thing we've had on... Uh, Quite a few politicians, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And you know, you, you always tell the difference between someone who's just going to talk. Yeah, everybody has what, I mean, we have what's important to us and what mm-hmm. we want to drive home. But there's a way you speak when you're a certain kind of politician where the rhetoric is Talking the circle points, talk. Yeah, and, the, right. and and we're used to it and it's like dodging and weaving and bringing them back right. on point. And and then there's those who we just need to talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. that's how we, we are for sure not pundits by any means, but we know what's important to us and and we do our reading and our research and then we have that. It's like I yeah. was telling everybody this week, listen to the show. It's basically if you went to coffee with Sergey and I, it's the same thing. And we're just talking because we want to know what's going on. But exactly. it is exactly. election. It is election year. year and is. we want to know what's important to you. What's on the ballot that, yeah. that you're excited about. Well, first, um, I'm excited about uh, a candidate running the 6th District named Lynette Veers. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot Mm -hmm. of people have focused so much on our state Senate um, and don't realize that we have a very slim majority in the House. The House for progressive liberal values has been a backstop and also been the generator of a lot of the most important policies that matter. Mm -hmm. And uh, because there's been so much focus on the Senate, those numbers are down. I mean, we're at 50 right now. Mm. It's a 50-48 majority. I'm feeling very positive. 
uh, but not taking anything for granted. Mm-hmm. We have a great a couple of uh, great races in federal way with two candidates with Spokane ties that I have been pushing and working with um, Michael sure. Pelliciotti and mm-hmm. Christina Reeves. Christina Reeves worked for Senator Murray, was also worked for the oh, community awesome. college here, was the county yeah. Democrats party chair, right. uh, now works for Governor Inslee. Michael Pelliciotti went to um, Gonzaga Law School and nice. his, his uh, partner, Jamie Hawk, uh, her and I are really close and um, he, I, he'd be fantastic. He's an assistant AG. That's a 59% performing uh, Dem- uh, Obama performing district that is represented by three Republicans. So we're looking to try and expand uh, our majorities right uh, mm-hmm. in the House. And what people were not expecting is the Senate uh, has has um, quite frankly be been put back in play. There's a couple races now. Why does that matter to Spokane? Importantly, one, I feel like I can get a lot more done in the majority than the minority. Yeah, That's just sure. the way the politics right, work. Right, you control right. the debate, the chairs, um, but. Tim Ormsby, my seatmate, has been mm-hmm. appointed chair of the appropriations. Now, let's step back for a second. Um, he's been serving for 13 years. But he likes to say, you know, he is uh, a high school educated concrete mm-hmm. finisher who is now going to be writing a 38 and 40 or $40 billion budget. Right. And he's one who looks out for our most vulnerable. So that's what matters. And for some of these progressive issues, I want Tim Ormsby. So that's why majorities matter to me. Right. I want people like Tim Ormsby around the table writing this next budget to make sure that Spokane's looked out for and our working families are looked mm-hmm. out for. So, And that's a right. complaint we probably heard for decades, which is, All the time we uh, is is that side of the mountains looking out for this side of the mountains. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's I don't think that debate has died. It yeah. hasn't. Um, one of the things, and this is not super popular to let folks know, but one of the things is we are, though, out here completely subsidized by King County. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, our social services, top to bottom government out here is subsidized. So they, you know, we're takers. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. Um, people need to understand that. Um, and I don't hear a lot of that from my Republican colleagues in our rural counties who are actually the ones who are being subsidized the most, who want to completely decimate our revenue right. system. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's most of the folks who they're representing that uh, are in real high need. So right. Right. anyway, I'm excited about the prospects there. I think um, a hot race mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. talking about voting and whatnot that people should pay attention to but doesn't get uh, as much attention is um, I'm very interested in our Secretary of State race. There's some recent information that's come out, too, that how our current Secretary of State, Kim Wyman, has mm-hmm. failed to protect our voter information and whatnot. I've met Tina Podolowski. Um, even if I can't probably say her name <laughs> completely correct, she's a fantastic candidate. She'd do a great job. So I'm, that's in a really important position, especially we when we're talking about engaging yeah. people. The, right. the voter roles since it Kim is. Wyman has come on have yeah. gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a bunch of interesting initiatives locally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about the potential. We have two uh, county commissioner candidates that I think are fantastic, and Candace Mum and Andrew Biviano. And I'm not mm-hmm. just speaking the party line. I believe these people are going to be fighting for the things that are going right. to move Spokane right. Right. Um, forward. So those are some of the things I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have the you know governor's race that's drawing a ton of attention. Yeah. Um, again, not taking anything for granted. But right, people just assu- there's an assumption there. Right. Though. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a it's it's almost a safe vote kind of. So I think yeah. going in there. I think for the first time yeah. in a long time, because there's not a extremely competitive governor's race or right. U.S. Senate race, they're looking at their state legislature and right. control of that. Right. That means lots of money is coming in both sides, lots of activity. Mm-hmm. And I personally would like to take a friend back with me uh, uh, from the 6th <laughs> District in Lynette Veers. Uh, mm-hmm. She's a retired nurse. 
Um, she's somebody who kept coming to me for four years talking about affordable, accessible, quality health care for all and policies. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what, Lynette? Run for office. Yeah. And right. she did. And that and you know what? That's and she awesome. stuck to it. People were saying, well, in the sixth district, you can't lead saying, uh, I want, uh, you know, I would like to move towards mm-hmm. single payer health care. Mm-hmm. And right. if you look at right out of the gun, that's what she talked about. What a great way to uh, to put an issue that matters the most. So, and I think we could get more done with a few more folks uh, on my side of the aisle out here yeah. talking about. So there you go. There's a, a quick synopsis. I think um, there's a lot going on, but for the first time in a long time, the legislature is mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. something folks are looking at. Yeah. yeah, and that's like you said, so important to have that majority, but also to be represented by these people who match up to our own needs. This is where it really, really matters if you vote on the local. Uh, scale because mm-hmm. sixth district has been conservative for so long mm-hmm. and has been Republican led, so it's time to shake it up. I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Throw yeah. A mix. It's, been, it, yeah. it's been time. It's been time. Let's get it <laughs> it's done. It's been time. Let's right? get it done. <laughs> yeah. Um. So one of the things we like to talk about. So in Spokane, of it, we have not been boring mm. by any. We by never any, are. No, there's <laughs> always something going on. I know that safety and security of our citizens is one of the things that you that is important to you. We've gone through. We're going through a lot, I think, yet again mm-hmm. at our uh, at our in our police department, and uh, with a lot of unanswered questions and how are we moving forward. But what's important to you when we're looking at the safety and security, and and you talk a lot about giving the tools to to our police officers to do their job. What does that mean when you say that? Well, f- first and foremost, um, looking at mental health in a completely different way from law mm-hmm. enforcement. So. I worked really closely with the family of the victim of Sheena, the victim uh, Sheena Henderson, who was uh, involved in a murder-suicide with her estranged husband at, at uh, Deaconess. And we passed a bill mm-hmm. to really um, say if law enforcement, and I do believe law enforcement could be, uh, when folks are you know, making threats of suicide, um, law enforcement could, right now they're making the call whether they should be involuntary committed or not. Right. Um, I think they could make those decisions if they had the training and there was the funding to train. But until that occurs, I think mental health professionals should deal with mental health emergencies. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's so that's just one piece. I think we need to look at mental health from a completely different framework. Um, It has been nice. And I will give uh, Sheriff Knezovich a a huge shout out that he has helped take this, you know, destigmatize mental health in our community by helping to pass the the mental health tax mm-hmm. that, and uh, look at, you know, he does, I'm not sure it's completely accurate to say that um, our jail is the largest mental health facility in the region, but um, I, I would say that there's a lot of people in jail with mental health issues that don't belong there. So for me, that's one big piece. I'm the vice chair of the healthcare committee. And from, mm-hmm. from that standpoint, I think we really need to focus in on that. The other piece too is um, let's, let's, look at common sense. Let's give people tools. If we really want to give people an opportunity, um, let's support restorative justice mm-hmm. on the other end. Um, let's make sure that there's not uh, debtors prisons that they're, mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. are paying restitution, that it's going to victims and not to interest. Um, you know, there's just a whole bunch of things, but on crime itself, we need to prepare our police force um, to go back to being, you know, Peace officers, right. not police right. officers, to peace officers, to okay. know people. Okay. Um, I like the idea of uh, the precincts out in the community. I'm not sure if, you know, a new, you know, as chiefs come and go, if that'll right. be centralized or what. I like the idea of these 
um, police officer. I, I did a form at the Spokane for the Spokane uh, Homeless Coalition, mm-hmm. Homelessness Coalition, and uh, to have two police officers in the front row, and that was clearly something they were tasked with to be a part of, to have them engaged in that way. Yeah. We need them to be our partners, and um, that's that's hugely important. And, and we've moved away from that. We've also there's much more scary situations, so I, I recognize that. Right. So yeah, I. Right. That's, you know, it's kind of a roundabout way mm-hmm. to just get a few right. of the things that I'm thinking about. Uh, I am very I am very concerned about the amount of people we lock up in this country. And then we say, and that includes going back to voting, too. We say, right. we want, right. we so many folks think that they can't get their voting rights back. And we're saying, go, go engage. But most importantly, they can't find work. So the ban yeah. the box type stuff, those mm-hmm. types. And the ban the box, is, you know, people put boogeymans out there. No, that's just saying they're... Their record will be presented at a point, but it's initially to take that off so that they right, can at least right. get a look yeah. and That's a fair their shot. First impression, so, right. so we want people to re-engage uh-huh. in our society, and they a lot of times have children and 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 uh, other kinds of needs they're trying to make, yeah. and, and to not give them the tools that they need. So yeah. We, we definitely. So if I mean, you're listening, Lane Pavey, because yeah. <laughs> I got in trouble at a speech I gave for mentioning five things and I didn't mention uh, restorative justice. It is top of my mind. I did it's not. How, I was shooting from the hip and did not have my bullets. So you hear me today. <laughs> it is to- definitely something that I'm yep. extremely well, concerned and about. It's, I, I don't think it's it's out of any of our realm of understanding that it's not like a one answer fixes it. Oh, but, no, yeah. And so I think a lot process. of people approach it like, oh, my gosh, it's like looking at what's wrong with our country and thinking, well, I give up because there's so much. But the fact is you have to start somewhere. We've gotten so far away from uh, rehabilitating people mm-hmm. and and really just want to out of sight, out of mind, everybody. But that's gotten us into the situation. And as you mentioned, one of the big, th- big things we're looking at is the mental health population, the people who have you know, mental health issues is so much larger, or at least we recognize, recognize it so it, right. much more than in past decades that mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. obvious we have to have that conversation with our police departments and finding out. But how you mentioned bringing in uh, mental health professionals, because mm-hmm. obviously people who are trained to do that. Uh, but how do you even begin that? Well, one thing I'll give our, our uh, city um, props for is that they have begun to have a mental health professional, I believe, on call mm-hmm. uh, doing ride-alongs and that type of stuff in the city of Spokane. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's being done in the county, but those types of efforts um, to really, um, you know, we don't have little silos. This is all connected. And yeah. and that's the big point, too, uh, talking about mental health, but just in general, uh, addiction, homelessness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, housing, health care. These types of things are all connected into um, really from a policy level, not look at the next shiny new penny to try and solve this one piece of this one thing, but to continue right. to embrace it's all connected. That's why, you know, it was really exciting down here. We had the, um, I think the uh, Father Booterhaven and Mary Lee open, right. which is um, oh, not, yeah. it's not sober housing. To make these moves, like, to, it, it's ridiculous to think people who have maybe been struggling with addictions for years all of a sudden say, here's the keys to your place. Right. As long as you clean up in 24 hours, right? Like, right. right. That makes right. no sense. Right. And, Good and, luck. And yeah. that's the other that's the other big piece that I think yeah. is sweeping our nation yeah. is the opioid addiction and oh, mm-hmm. and so uh right. There's just a lot in uh uh one of the things that I would like to say here today is that uh as communities we point to these problems that we want solutions for, but um they also cost resources. Sure. And um I think some of my colleagues will say that you're being taxed higher than you have in years, and the, right. that's just not true. 
Um, the amount of tax you're paying out of your income is, is, is being sliced. And, and we need to look for ways to not just solve this um, education issue that we're being mandated to mm-hmm. solve by the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. We need to look for ways to raise revenue. Um, right. And there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of things I could talk about, but an idea is on yeah. that. <laughs> now, before we get into the talk about education, we'll touch on that. Obviously, that's a big issue. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, locking people up in opiate addictions. I read a little article that kind of talked about rural areas in the U.S. Uh, and this one, this article specifically targeted a county in Indiana um, that's been locking people up more in prison uh, while bigger cities like New York City, San Francisco, mm-hmm. Seattle, um, they've been uh, trying to get rid of, uh, you know, drug charges and transition more into reparative and They're going and, farther than that. They're right. actually opening places where folks yeah. can use and mm-hmm. medical folks can mm-hmm. be on call, mm-hmm. uh, and we're actually gar- garnering a great deal from a, a research standpoint, right. and right. it's safer because if something goes bad. Yeah. So that that's a amazing. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a huge uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. From where's Spokane in that discussion? Where do we fall? <sighs> or are we on the scale? Yeah. I mean, we're not. I I, I don't see a lot of needle sharing out there going. Yeah, and we've closed change and stuff like uh, that. Yeah. You know, the the county health. Yeah. Uh, had needle exchange and i believe is shut that down and you know we should be providing more access i think from a Mm -hmm. uh, policing standpoint there's understanding especially with the passing of um we just we can't just lock everybody up and you know the drug war has been a huge failure and and it's interesting you know i I could go off on a tangent i'll try not Mm -hmm. to but um the drug war is really just a result of elections and it was somebody and i believe it was richard nixon who didn't actually, he actually supported policies to, um, you know, treat people and do that stuff, but they found at the national level to be tough on crime, uh, that was how you win elections. That filtered down to the congressional level, mm-hmm. and then that fo- uh, fell down to our state legislatures, and then this huge wave of tough on crime policy, especially on the drug war, right. passed, and that became how how uh, people were running and winning for office and we have to unwind that which is mm-hmm. difficult it's a, it's a you know a political culture sure yeah yeah i mean that's, and it, that's, it drives that's me that's a crazy. tough to change yeah. it is yeah it is before so we'll we'll take another brief break uh brief break houston but before we do because we have two things i want to touch on before you leave today and of course you you mentioned the education issue you mentioned it too as well and then i want to talk about the Seahawks for a minute and a different angle mm-hmm. of what's going on, especially in light of today being uh, 15th mm-hmm. anniversary, 9-11. But before we do that, Houston, what are we going to hear? Uh, it's going to be a song called Running With The Boys by Canadian artist Lights. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And we are having our political party with Marcus Riccelli. Which party. we always have fun. Always. Yep. Always let's when, party. when <laughs> right when you come yeah. in. Now we were having a conversation that we're going to save to end because it's fun. Okay. Well, it's passionate. Yeah. I guess I would yeah. say. So we'll start with Sergey. Uh, yeah, we'll start with a big, big, big topic um, in in the legislature and statewide that's been going on for a few years: funding education. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Washington State decided to commit with a little bit of help from the Supreme Court. Um, hmm. To fully funding basic education. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of conversation about what that means, how to do it, why we're not there. So what, what are the biggest challenges, hurdles? And yeah, because we're stalled yeah, a little we, bit. We, we're right we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Well, right. uh, I believe we need more funding mm-hmm. to fully fund basic education. Mm-hmm. I'm actually personally not super thrilled that the Supreme Court has had such a heavy hand. I think it's right. kind yeah. of a breach of the separation of powers. 
Sure. Yeah, they yeah, take think, a strong stance on right. this one. Yeah, and um, but it's one of those things where I can disagree with their method, but I agree with the fact that we need to um, do more for mm-hmm. uh, education mm-hmm. and fully fund it. So when I came into the legislature, House Democrats proposed over a billion dollars in loophole closures, tax breaks right. that we believe are not creating jobs. Mm-hmm. When the light is shined on them, they're on the books for no reason. We have hundreds of these. My first year, there was a lot of momentum. I don't right. even know if you guys recall. I mean, there was there was activism around closing mm-hmm. uh, some of these loopholes. Right. And um, not only did we not close any my first year with the wave of that kind of enthusiasm, we actually added more to the book. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very frustrating. And I want to be very clear, too. I do believe some of those incentives do create jobs. Right. But they just, you know, we don't want to spend $50,000 to create a $30,000 job, right? Right. So this doesn't make sense. I'm a huge supporter of the film tax incentive. I actually Mm -hmm. ran the bill, and I'm Mm -hmm. going to continue to run that because I believe that creates jobs in our community, and uh, the return is fantastic. Okay, so we we didn't do that. So big oil, big banks, big aerospace deserves to not pay their fair share, but we can't – my six-year-old in first grade doesn't – have right. an education that's fully funded right. and mm-hmm. his friends mm-hmm. and all the kids that are around here, you know, right now at right. Sacred Heart and Deaconess, they're going through and they're looking at kids being born and, and basically because of the zip code they're born in, they're saying, this is how long this person's likely to be incarcerated. This how, is how long their life expectancy is. This is their potential lifetime earnings. Uh, this is their education level. And that's just not right. So mm-hmm. we need to make sure everybody has a fair shot from the start. So that's where I'm at. And it wasn't just recently. I mean, this is fundamental. We are one of the few states that have written in our constitution. Yep. As right. a legislature, our main duty is to fully fund ba- mm-hmm. basic education. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking about giving breaks to folks like Goldman Sachs, Bank of America. Mm-hmm. Right. One of my concerns um, with the loophole piece uh, is that you know, you have stuff on the books. So we have this uh, tax break for an oil handler's fee. That was basically companies that are pouring oil into mm-hmm. trucks. Mm-hmm. And because the technology was bad years ago, there was lots of spillage. Well, guess what? I'm not sure a drop gets right. <laughs> missed, but they yeah. still, big oil still gets this tax break. So why can't we look at some of these things and make common sense decisions? Okay, that's one. The other one too is we're one of the few states without a capital gains tax. Mm-hmm. I believe we could raise several billion dollars uh well actually depending it's not depending on the capital gains rate with taxing the 30,000 most wealthy folks in Washington which is something that a lot of other states do and between either or both we could do a heck of a lot on education mm-hmm. so that's that's where I'm at I'd like to see some momentum created I think the prospects become much better if there's a democratic house and senate right and then to my friends around here who would say well everybody's going to go to Idaho and it's more impactful to me here mm-hmm. um if we just embraced Idaho's tax system, mm-hmm. I believe it's somewhere between four to seven billion dollars over a but a biennium. Mm-hmm. We would rake in in increased taxes. So people say we love Idaho so much. So my thought is, okay, let's just pass their tax structure over right. here. It's so great. And guess what? That's because it doesn't work for Idaho because they don't have a Bellevue or <laughs> right, right, they or, just, yeah. exactly. But it would work for us. So those yeah. are those are three ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer to start, I mean, the loophole closure seems right. like a, a great start, yeah. and I'd prefer to have a robust discussion on right. capital gains tax. Well, but. and Washington has one of the most complicated and completely mm-hmm. unfair tax system, while as Idaho is a lot more fair. So do you think, what what parts would, you know, really work here that Idaho has um, that we could 
Bring well, over. let's just, I mean, I'm not shying away on record. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have to have, and even folks have tried this, mm-hmm. including uh, Republican Governor Dan Evans, uh, have a discussion on income tax. It's just not mm-hmm. politically feasible. Right. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. So I just choose, uh, I think we need to overhaul our tax system and look at those types of things. But right now it's just, it needs to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But in the immediate, we need to actually look for things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so question then, we, uh, as a state, past uh, marijuana legislation Mm -hmm. we are now one of the states that allow recreational and medical marijuana the taxes from that uh my understanding was part of that goes to education where's that going and what's the i mean what's the situation with those taxes so when we passed the initiative actually a big portion of it was supposed to go to what is washington's basic health plan Mm -hmm. so we as a legislature because the affordable care act came uh we said we passed uh we can actually undo that with a two-thirds vote Mm-hmm. Not too many people, it's kind of a, uh, something I like to share to you, not too many people understand that if we do pass an initiative, the legislature can't touch it for two years unless mm-hmm. we have two-thirds in both houses pass it. Mm-hmm. But because the Affordable Care Act came down, Washington's basic health uh, was a model plan for some of our most needy folks to get um, affordable uh, health mm-hmm. coverage. So it is not the golden goose that people think. Um, uh, revenue is increasing around marijuana, but that people are all looking at uh, how they can get their hands on it and how it can solve all these problems. And right. guess what? We have new problems, true. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you supported the initiative, there is a public health issue going on that needs to be dealt with. There needs to be more education. And mm-hmm. it's similar to, you know, we have, I talked with our superintendent earlier mm-hmm. this year, because the law passed, we now have students coming to school because clearly their parents are smoking because right. there's a law that says it's okay to smoke in their house. Yeah. So like we need to do a lot around education and look at the other uh, public health issues um, around that. So some of the funding has been set aside for that. Local governments get a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the shared revenue piece. But the problem is it's just not the golden goose gotcha. that folks are. That we all and we, hoped right. for. Well, I, yeah, may, maybe. I mean, and the revenue projections, too, that people were looking at were like every man, woman, and child would have to smoke like four joints, you know? It's like, <laughs> right. it's just not realistic, right? You know? So, and then nothing else was getting right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody was much nicer in the legislature. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, and these um, conversations, I mean, because mm-hmm. of, you know, the Supreme Court push and their heavy fist on this, I mean, yes. these conversations yeah. are going to have to happen anyways, right? Yes. Do you think it gives some sort of urgency and we're just going to have to figure it out because we don't have a choice uh, across the aisle? I think that, well, we're going to have to probably deal with the charter discussion again. Let me mm-hmm. be clear that I think what is going on in Spokane is okay because it's under the auspice of a school board, mm-hmm. uh, which is an elected body, but I definitely support making sure we're taking care of the million plus public school students first. Right. Um, it's all connected. We have to have discussions around that. But in the end, we're going to have to come up with additional uh, progress on this issue. And then we have a whole bunch of other things that we got right. to deal with. You know, um, front and center, which is great. I think people do from mental health. Mm-hmm. That's becoming a very bipartisan issue. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. to do much more around that. Homelessness, mm-hmm. yeah. folks get that. Mm-hmm. And, um, we need to do much more around that. There's a huge thing. Me, for me, it's healthcare. I want to move us. I'm a strong supporter of the Affordable Care Act. We brought mm-hmm. thousands of folks here, mm-hmm. uh, to ha- but they need to have access to that coverage yeah. too. Um, and then the group above 138 to 200 percent of the 138 uh, percent of the federal poverty level, they're struggling with their copays. They're struggling with um, premiums, mm-hmm. and um, I think there's a way we can fix that. Well, obviously, I think single payer would be the best way, um, right. but 
the Affordable Care Act has a option to do the federal basic health option, which is something that I've been working on. And Senator Cantwell put in uh, this model after mm-hmm. basic health. So, but we need money for these types yeah, of things. Actually, right. th- for that one, we believe it would actually save our state money. And a couple other states are doing um, mm-hmm. that: New York and Minnesota, I believe. So, um, there's just a lot. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And right. what we cannot do is then say education first. And we're right. going to send these kids to school with uh, bellies that are not full, right. with healthcare issues, without housing, mm-hmm. with mental health issues. They're kids that may have witnessed domestic violence, that have uh, need counseling issues. Yeah. So you draw a silo around education, and and it's at the expense of all the other services. Then we're going to be worse off. Yeah, it's so the same. And, and people are going to say, "Why are we having this problem? We just dumped all this money just to education." Mm-hmm. Well, we need the wraparound support mm-hmm. services, and that's where I'm at. And that's what we need people to rise up and understand, especially from the third district, which has the number one amount of families on federal food assistance. Right. Um, there's right. a, when I not, when I first ran for office, I knocked a ton of doors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I saw stuff even as a Spokane kid born and raised that I don't think belongs in our country or in this world. Mm-hmm. People struggling in poverty. And w- that's on all of us. Shame on me. Shame on all of us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sipping my, you know, coffee, the $4 coffee. Like we got real problems that are right yeah. outside our door and we need revenue though to help us all. Mm-hmm. So right. I'll, I'll and look, it's let's, a, let's party. I just talked for way too no, much. I love that. And it's important to say it's yeah. a big picture thing. Right. Like you said. Yeah. It's it, a big, it is. It, yeah. Do yeah. not silo it. Do not just yeah. say mm-hmm. education um, right. because then right. people will point and say, we fix that. Right. But and it's no. not working, but yeah. no. All yeah. this other stuff. It all it's puzzle right. pieces, people. It's puzzle it is, pieces. Yeah. And it's and like you have to divide all this right. money into, you know. Yeah. Well, it's so here's a here's a mixed bag, but we know you're a Seahawks fan. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm a Seahawks fan. Right. So and it goes for me in my world, it goes Gonzaga men's basketball. <laughs> okay. Uh which I was one of those students with my face painted. In fact, I'm waiting for an attack <laughs> ad to come up. I had uh, Inlander articles, shirt off, W, uh, the right. A, whatever. I yeah, was the gun yeah, yeah. and uh, face painted, Seattle PI. Whatever. So Gonzaga basketball, Seattle Sounders soccer. I'm a huge soccer fan. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Um, you don't hear that every day. Yeah, big yeah. time. In fact, I get to go play some co-ed at uh, 4 o'clock. So awesome. Nice. That's my pitch. I never yeah. get a fan. If anybody out there wants to come watch Plants Ferry, um, I'll try not to fall over. <laughs> uh, but yes, I, I do like Seahawks football quite a bit. And this is the day. This is the day. I and mean, this is the big right day. Right now. But see, look, I, I like the show more because what's say, going on. Yeah. And you're in. Wow. I'm look, here. Thank you're you. In we studio. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Miss that. Well, one of the things, so as I was saying during one of our breaks, I was at a coffee shop yesterday doing my normal Saturday coffee shop prep mm-hmm. work. Um, and... The conversations around me about, not about the first game. It's about uh, what is going to happen at the first game. You know, Kepernick, uh, I always mess his name up. Anyways, from the 49ers, of course, started this huge fireball issue, which is he chose to kneel during the Mm -hmm. national anthem. He wanted to bring uh, some awareness to Black Lives Matter and to the way, you know, uh, not everyone in this country is safe and he feels we need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Well, then... You know, the big thing now is that the Seahawks uh, chose to support that same thing during, you know, all the pregames up till now. And so it was like, what are you going to do on 9-11? First of all, Mm -hmm. a very important day, an unfortunate Mm -hmm. important day that is always going to live in our Yeah, I was in uh, D.C. as 9-11 occurred. Oh, wow. uh, Wow. My building shook that I was in, and I thought the Capitol had just been blown up. And it was actually because two... 
uh, Air Force planes have flown so low. At sh- right, because they were, yeah, just, going to intercept. Uh, and and we you couldn't get out of the city at that point. I mean, sure. And uh, I had a friend from Gonzaga who worked at the Pentagon, and oh pretty much the, she was she was fine, but uh, pretty much the seat um, uh, station where she worked at, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's so. where, it w- you know, that was the next Attack. Uh, point yeah. that's where yeah. if that but sorry I, didn't, I mean down. i just like no, 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 it's, but it is it's it's huge it, it is and, huge and, and we need to you know remember and honor mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. um exactly. but quite frankly the amount of patriotism that came out i think respects this dialogue right. if it's mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. in a way that's not visceral and that's where and it is open. and people have been talking of course a lot of people talking we were very as a country after such a terrible tragedy, we united more than we had mm-hmm. in a long time, which it should. And, you know, 15 years, which I was telling Sergey earlier, is blows my mind but because and, and, and it feels like it was ba- just... Back up, though, because um, I do want to mention yeah. a huge, huge missed opportunity. I was behind President Bush at that point. Mm-hmm. Please ask us as a citizenry to do something, to mm-hmm. do something, you know... Uh, not shop, which was kind of the mantra, go right. get our economic engine, but do something. Uh, and a lot of folks did join the military, but there was right. there was um, actions that could have been taken, you right. know, uh, locally in our country um, that could have really, I think, could have been just a real galvanizing point right. on that rebirth of citizenship mm-hmm. and what does right. it mean and how do we engage. And, and quite frankly, it's not a free ride. We all have to and we all should yeah. give back. And that's right. not just voting. Like, right. I think at some yeah. point, too, Folks think, though, I, I did my civic duty. I voted. Right, no, and that's enough, and I'm done. There's so much more. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I agree. And so what's interesting is this this big American game, this football that mm-hmm. you know so many of us follow, and these, these people who are human beings um, who have things that they care about outside of the game. And then comes this, this kind of merging of these two very important things. Uh, and then... All we have is fighting. You're not American. You're not. And I find it interesting. So we just, uh, I knew the, they had said, the spokesperson, spokesperson for the Seahawks had said what they were planning to do mm-hmm, prior to the game. Mm-hmm. And then our intern, Houston, uh, verified that they chose to stay standing during the national anthem, but join link arms mm-hmm. and to show that they, together as a diverse group of men, are standing together and know there's a problem and they would rather us come together as a community. I which, just, which is interesting, by the way. Pete mm-hmm. Carroll has actually come down to Olympia and mm-hmm. push. He works um, on uh, gang violence reduction yeah, uh, programs right. and things like that. And is, uh, I think really engaged. He it was big in uh, when he was in California at USC. You know, very yeah. active, and he's working on a, a nonprofit up here and got some state monies actually to work on the gang violence prevention and ta- and, and things like that and things that really affect. Um, our, our African American community, yeah. uh, and that are impactful. Um, so, you know, the first thing he said before, which I thought was impressive, was "I stand by my players." Before right. he knew what they were going to do, yeah, right. Which uh, you can get. I mean, if you follow the Seahawks, you know, he's a he's a players coach. He yeah. he's mm-hmm. running up and down the sidelines, yeah. yelling and right. giving <laughs> right. hugs yes, and love. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, but That's him. and is it hard? So, I'll, here's the here's the bubblegum question for you. You're a yeah. politician, and you're and you love the game, and it's so much mm-hmm. fun to get involved in that. And yet, everybody knows you're a politician. Mm-hmm. How do you keep those separate? Because they're going to ask you. They're not because um, look. There's our spaces are being cut down. Let's get the the whiteboard out. Okay, you can't talk politics at or important discussions mm-hmm. at the dinner mm-hmm. table. You can't right. talk, 
you know, religion. You can't talk all these types of things. And sports was kind of the the sacred place. Like, right. oh, we don't. But yeah, you go back and you look at some of these. Mm. Um, yeah, from Kareem and mm-hmm. some of these folks who were doing these Always statements big, from the Olympics uh, with mm-hmm, the athletes right? that had oh, their yeah. Yeah. their fists up. Those types. I mean, of way things. back Muhammad Ali. I mean, it's Muhammad been Ali. Happening. And um, uh, it's. I th- it's just that, and I was I was an athlete. Uh, I was a, a walk-on red shirt at Gonzaga who, <laughs> in soccer who never actually played in the game, but I was a practice <laughs> player. Um, but to think that our athletes are mm-hmm. not able to engage in the discussion because, you know, the biggest, the most frustrating thing is if um, how sponsors might judge them mm-hmm. and right, it's they're like, worried about wait, the money, right? right. And uh, just we we need to agitate conversation, and I think this is actually a real breath of fresh air, yeah, mm-hmm. because right. it's bringing this right. this this other safe place, which has been pretty traditionally, don't touch that. That's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, apple pie over there. Um, exactly. But we have these these examples. So yeah. for me, you know, mm-hmm. if you say talk about, look at all the analogies that politicians pull out of their back pocket uh, to use of sports. So it right. seems like a, <laughs> yeah. a perfect place to. <laughs> it, it is. And it's such a good place. People watch it. I mean, religiously, some people, and it's it's just such a great mouthpiece to to say the things that they feel about, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on in our country. And yet today, they still um, on Facebook, there's going on, you know, the thank you Seattle for thank you Seahawks. Right. And what they did, I think it was great. They showed that they stand behind today, and they remember and they respect that. But there's still yeah. some stuff right here. And I just want to say, out. it doesn't mean I don't love my country if right. I have questions right. about the way my country is and that's exactly run right. or things happening in my country. I think as Americans to even have the right to question is something we should be proud of. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I don't support our troops and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't support our first responders. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a great deal of respect for them, but mm-hmm. it's okay as an American to, to not agree. Question. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's let's, what's most let's important. Let's bring those discussions back. Exactly. Um, but yes. uh, in fact, why don't let you heard it right here? Why don't we uh, host a, a little uh, discussion maybe at the Saranac pub downstairs or something oh, where people I can get beer right. and politics or yeah. whatever they serve? And that's so what it needs to be that. is beer and politics. I, I'll tell you beer this. Politics. I will tell you this. Um, I really push to go. Uh, yeah, it's probably sh- you know, al- it doesn't have to be <laughs> alcohol, but you know, yeah. I really push to go and grab a beer with colleagues and those yeah, types right. of things. Yeah. And so much work actually gets done outside of the right. Capitol Dome. Uh, mm-hmm. by by just kind of being okay, but the problem is is how people are are not comfortable anymore, and we gotta we gotta make folks comfortable. And I actually thought yeah. again that starts with bringing things back to the dinner table. If a dinner mm-hmm. table exists, I know a dinner table doesn't right. exist for for most families. Right, uh, bring it to the couch. Bring, bring it to the couch. Just bring it yeah. home. Yeah. Just bring it home. Bring it home. There you go. Bring without it home. getting mad, without yeah, getting angry. Yeah, yeah. Just discuss and have respect. Yeah. Frustration's okay. okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Frustration's totally fine. Right. Just don't deck each other. You know. Right. Let's, but at let's the end, just out. be civil. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. It's perfect. Marijuana is legal. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say there that. You go. that never happened. That was not uh, a thing. Anyways, Marcus, we want to thank you so much oh, for being great. with us for yeah. our political party. We have so much fun. Yeah. And uh, this is a good year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It is. Get, get out there stuff and vote. done, man. Please. I'll mm-hmm. get stuff done mm-hmm. and uh, just, uh, you know, engage in mm-hmm. activism, mm-hmm. engage in the process. It's not cliche. It's not a happy right. dance. It's it's important and, and it matters right. and, right. and right. things are getting done around mm-hmm. the edges and we need your vote. And you never know, you might end up in a pub with the boys and, and Marcus Riccelli here just having sure. beer and politics. Let's do it. So, yes. Yeah, I'm right. down. Gotta come down. All right, Houston, what are we listening to? Uh, 
Oh, it, did it disconnect? All right. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll Sergey, what it. are we listening yeah, to? We're, we're listening to California by Blink 182. Oh my gosh, I'm going to the concert. So I'm Houston, so excited. I'm dying. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. Mm, this, this was, was a lot of fun this, yes, uh, this week with the boys. Join us next week as we welcome actress Deidre Lovejoy, who is part of CBS's hit series, American Gothic. Mm-hmm. Until then, everybody should go have their own political party.